We've always taught and preached that we are relational beings created in relationship with God and with each other. And our people are feeling that. Hello, welcome again to our podcast series uh, in conjunction with COVID-19, talking about outreach within the church in time of dark distractions. Uh, pleased to uh, welcome you to our podcast today and to welcome our guest, Mark Snodgrass. Uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, it's uh, Walt, thanks for having me on. Um, so I am the, the lead pastor of Bentonville Community Church of the Nazarene here in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm married to Lauren. We've got two boys, uh, Paul's 13 and Luke is 10. And uh, for those of you that don't know where Bentonville is, it's in the northwest corner of Arkansas. And uh, there's a we're home to a little startup here called Walmart. So you may have you may have heard of that. So um, that tells you a little bit about my context. Great. So in the midst of uh, all this craziness that's been going on the last uh, six to eight weeks with uh, with the COVID-19, uh, how are you and your family doing? You know, we're, we're, we're doing remarkably well. Um, Walt, I've, I've always been thankful for the blessings in my life. Uh, I feel like I'm incredibly blessed. Um, my wife and I feel the same way. Um, both of us work in areas in which we're salaried workers. Um, it doesn't appear that, um, either of us are going to lose our jobs. And so, you know, when, when, when we hear that the safest thing for us is to stay at home and work from home, um, we're able to roll with that and we're able to, okay, we're able, we're able to do that. And, um, over the last few days and weeks, we have just been incredibly thankful for the provision of God and it's also caused us to think about people who aren't in those situations. So, um, you know, it, 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 it it's disconcerting. It, it's, it's disorienting to have your routine just, you know, upended and, and to, yeah. to, 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 you know, have to stay at home and, and figure that out. But, but at, uh, at the same time, we also think about how blessed we are. Um, now, now, do you guys have, you know, in California, we've been shelter in place uh, going on two weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. What about Arkansas? Are you guys in shelter in place now? No, it's more like a safer at home policy. Um, so there's actually a lot of, there's a lot of movement. Um, you know, all of your, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of people are out going to the grocery store. Um, but virtually all the offices um, are working from home. Um, Walmart corporate office, are, all of their employees are working from home, and that's an, an, an immense amount of people in our area. Um, but it, it, it's not a mandatory shelter in place. It's a the governor's issued a, a safer at home policy. Now our school systems are out, of course, um, and so the kids are doing online education, um, and you know that might be the most disruptive thing for us is having to manage our kids. Uh, education while we're trying to work from home. Um, well, you know, it's been, it's been interesting for us. Our, our, as my wife would put it, as Liz would put it, our house has gotten much smaller. Um, yes. We've got three high schoolers here at home, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't have a large house. <laughs> and so Liz and I both here, and, uh, and, and you know, we have to jockey for bandwidth during the day. Um, oh, my word. Yeah, uh, so it's, yeah, it creates a whole new dynamic. Yes, my wife. She works. From, she works from home all the time. Um, yeah. and she was on a really important call, and um, 
And, and so the, the kids were streaming stuff for school and I was on a zoom call and she just comes running through the house. Everyone get off the internet. Um, I cannot drop this call. So, um, and, and we're kind of invading her space. Uh, like I said, she's the one that works from home all the time. And so it's been the most disorienting for her because all of a sudden there's three people, um, uh, crowding her daily work. So, so what, what are the shifting gears a little bit? What are the biggest concerns that you're hearing from your church members? Um, I, 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 again, I feel, I feel like a lot of our church members are salaried. And so we're not hearing about the financial pressure yet, but I do think that's coming. Um, right now, a lot of what I hear from my church is like, we miss community. We miss seeing people. We miss doing life together. And so, um, I think, I think we're, we've always, we've always taught and preached that we are relational beings created to be in relationship with God and with each other. And our people are feeling that, um, they're just really feeling that, that loss of connection, um, and so I'm, I'm hearing that a lot. I, I, I do occasionally see people. And one of the first things they say is, Oh, pastor, I miss seeing you. And um, so if, if, if there is a silver lining, this has certainly reinforced what the Bible teaches about the relational nature of, of who we are as humans in the church. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, one of the interesting things at this time is, you know, we, we, often look at the analogy of, of the shepherd and the sheep and, you know, sheep, when there's danger kind of herd together and, and turn inward and huddle, huddle together for that mm-hmm. closeness and comfort. And, uh, you know, that, that tends to be where I think the churches go now too. And that's what I'm seeing. You know, what struck me when this first started and part of the reason we started this podcast is, uh, you know, I was inundated in, in the first few days of, uh, you know, particularly here in California, the shelter in place with emails from organizations that are telling you, okay, here's how you now go online. Here's how you stream. Here's, here's how you reach your flock. Here's how you keep your flock together. Here's how you surround them. Um, what I didn't hear from anywhere was here's how you keep reaching out in the midst of all this. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it immediately struck me. And the reason for this podcast, as I mentioned, the, what struck me is, and this is exactly the kind of thing that the enemy uses to distract us. I call it dark, a time of dark distractions. Yeah. Um, and and where we get so focused on continuing to connect, which is all important. It's great that we're finding new ways to connect with our with our, our flocks, with our church members. But we need to make sure that we're not letting outreach drop off the edge of the map. So, so what are you doing in the midst of all of this to make sure that outreach continues to remain one of the priorities of the church? Yeah, yeah, I could I could share a few things. Um, one of the things I'm most proud of, uh, and and this was providential. God was preparing us for this, but. Um, several months ago, we began to really lean into Ephesians 4, where it talks about the fivefold giftings. And I began to tell my people again and again and again, hey, some of you are apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers. I mean, God has equipped you for ministry and um, really began to, to talk about being sent. And the first week we realized that we were not going to be able to gather as the church, which is 
And speaking of mechanics, I mean, that is the, the regular thing, the regular thing on our calendar that we do. We gather for worship. Right. That's the thing people know how to do the best. Um, that first week that we weren't gathered, you know, I just communicated to our church, hey, we are now being sent. Um, and, and, and the ways we gather online are not going to be the same as when we gather physically, but there is, there is a, a sending nature to this. Um, and so I challenge everyone, think about what it means for you to be the church that's sent out into the world, a world that is sick and a world that is facing a crisis. And um, one of our leaders, uh, her husband is an evangelist. We did a, a, a test and her husband is an evangelist and she is a teacher and and uh, they just felt called to minister to their neighborhood. And so um, they, they facilitated a weekly gathering, uh, in their driveway. And so everyone comes into their driveway and, um, they maintain their social distance, but, um, people come out of their houses and they meet there on their driveway and it's for like 30 minutes and it's, and it's a time, uh, of prayer, of support of what do you need? Do you have toilet paper? Um, and, and I thought, wow, that's the church, someone taking the initiative, to say, hey, come to my driveway. Let's talk about the, the challenges that we're facing, the needs that we have. Um, let's see other human beings. Let's be reminded that we, you know, still live in community with each other. Um, and that was a Christian on her on the street that took the initiative yeah. to do that. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I, you, you know, God has to be using that um, yeah. for a kingdom purpose. Um, and so that's happening uh, in a lot of different places. Um, and that's, that's organic. That is, um, that's what it means to be the church that's sent. I mean, who's the person on the street that takes the initiative to gather people to say, how are you doing and how can we support one another? It's the people of God. That, that's why God has put us in the places that he's put us to do just yeah. And, and you know what I love about that is, is you know, even though he's he's her husband's an evangelist and she's a teacher, they're not gathering people there to beat them over the head with the gospel. Right. They're just gathering there to say exactly what you said. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. How can we how can we pray for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's you know that's as organic as it gets. And I'm sure as an evangelist, he, he's got to kind of rein himself in and hold back. Um, <laughs> but the truth is. As they continue to minister to their community and their neighborhood in that way, opportunities are going to come up yeah. to, to share the gospel when the time's right. And yeah, you know, I love it. So, what what other new opportunities do you see for outreach today in this environment that perhaps weren't there, at least to the extent that they are now before this pandemic? Well, I tell you, you know, we've been on this we've been on this journey for about the last eighteen months of of turning our church outwardly and and, and becoming. Um, um, more outreach focused and doing organic outreach. Correct. Yeah. 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 Being engaged with organic outreach. And so, I mean, when, when, when it became apparent that life was going to change, it was actually, I was actually having a conversation with my organic outreach leader and both of us looked at each other and we said, okay, where's the opportunity here? What is it that what is it we can do? What resources do we have? What assets do we have that we can turn towards uh, outreach? And uh, my organic outreach leader also um, helps us with our facilities. And we were talking. And he's like, you know, we've got 24 toilets in this building that are not going to be flushed 
for six weeks. And we've got two closets full of toilet paper. Does God want us to keep this toilet paper in our closets? I don't think so. And so what can we do to get toilet paper out to people that need it? Uh, and, and I mean, I, I'm in Bentonville. This is the home of the world's largest retailer. We've got Walmarts and super centers on every corner. None of them had toilet paper. They still don't really. And, uh, so two weeks ago we did a big blast on social media. I had a bunch of people come up to the church and, um, I said, Hey, Bentonville community church is here to hashtag spare a square. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I love that. But we're here to hashtag spare a square. If you need toilet paper, come see us on Monday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, and and then I also on the on the Facebook event we put out there. If you have something to share, bring it and donate it, and we'll make sure it gets to people who are so frustrated by the fact they can't go down the store and get toilet paper because it's being hoarded. Um, and I, and I, and I, and I challenged the church. I said, Hey, we're going to be here. We're going to give away toilet paper. If you have some to donate, if you have disinfecting, you have hand sanitizer, come and donate it. Um, because in our community, we're going to be the people that aren't hoarders. We're going to be, we're going to be the people that are generous and the people that demonstrate what it's like to depend and rely upon God. And I had, I, I actually, it was close. I almost had more donated than I gave away. Um, we had obviously two closets full of toilet paper. We had 360 rolls. Um, but then I had, I had at least half that donated as we were giving it away. Um, and I didn't give it all away. I still have some, so we're, we're, and there's still a need there. So we're going to do a fair square part two, um, pretty soon. But people came by and they're like, oh, thank you so much. I can't find this anywhere. And I was like, well, you know what? Walmart doesn't have toilet paper, but the church has toilet paper and we're here for you. Um, so that was fun to say. This is going to, that's the hallmark of this pandemic. It's going to be the toilet paper pandemic. It is. It is. It's crazy. Uh, and then we had all kinds of fun with that. We were like, hey, you know, we're just here to start a movement. That's what, that's what we're trying to do. We had all, there's all, and there's all kinds of, uh, little jokes you can have with that. But I digress. <laughs> I love, I love the initiative, the initiative of just, you know, looking at what you have that people are lacking and, and just saying, you know, we don't need this right now. Just make sure you don't give all of it away. So when you actually do start having church live again, you're covered, so to speak. <laughs> no, we're good. And I'm like, and our, and we have, you know, the, the person in charge of our facilities, I told them what we were doing. And, you know, of course they're a, facility manager they're sort of a bean counter and she was like hey don't give all of it away and i'm like okay i won't but we're not gonna have two closets full that's for sure good so so what have you learned or are you doing differently to deal with the current situation that you think will continue even as uh, this pandemic dies down we get back to whatever the new normal is uh, what things have you learned that you're going to say that you're saying you know, this is something we haven't been doing, but we need to keep doing this. Uh, I think just continue to to look at the assets God has given us and turn them towards outreach. Um, you know, I, 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 I think the toilet paper is an example of, of doing just that. 
Um, so often, you know, the, the pastors I, I network with and, and talk with, you know, we see what churches are doing and they're doing big productions and they're doing big things. And, and, um, and we're not, not a incredibly large church by any means. I mean, there's people in our community doing things much more significant than what we're doing. Um, and we can be a little discouraged by that, but, but I think what this has taught me is look at the assets you have. Don't look at what you don't have. Don't look at what other people are doing that you can't afford, that you'd never be able to do, that you don't have the personnel for. Look at what you do have, the personnel that God has given you, and turn those towards outreach. Um, and and, and what, I keep t- what I've been telling people over the last few weeks is this is not ministry like we're used to. We're, this is not what we know how to do necessarily. We're learning digital platforms. We're learning how to give toilet paper away. But, but go back to the story of the five loaves and the two fish. That little boy gave Jesus something to bless. And if, if we will all just look at our context and say, okay, God, I'm not going to focus on the need and what I don't have. I'm going to focus on what you have given me. And I'm going to give you something to bless. And in your hands, when I release it to you, you can do way more with it than if I hold on to it. Um, so just, just, I, I, yeah. I love that perspective. It, it just really shifts things. And, and, you know, I can tell you that just at, at Shoreline Church here, we, we can fall into that same trap. And I'm, I'm sure every church can fall into that trap of, okay, we need this, we need this, we need this. And, and not recognizing how much more we could do with what we have right here if we just focus on that. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that perspective. I love that outlook. Yeah. Um, well, we're about out of time. Um, Mark, I really appreciate you sharing the time with us and uh, keeping us up to date on what's happening there in Bentonville. Um, and uh, as always, it's great to connect with you. I've, I've loved working with you over the last uh, couple of years. And and uh, just uh, can I go ahead and just pray for you? Sure. Well, and thanks for the thanks for the honor of, of being able to have this conversation with you. I, I appreciate you having me on today. You bet. Heavenly Father, just lift up uh, Pastor Mark and, and his family and his church family and their community in this, this time of, of challenge and change. Uh, Father, you will bring good out of this. And, and I just praise you for the work that's already being done. I praise you for the initiatives that, that Mark and his church are taking and, and for their continued engagement and outreach, recognizing that, you know, it's not all about turning into the church. It's about getting out to the people, all the people that you've created, the people that you are chasing after. Father, we just praise you for the work that's being done. I ask you to continue to give protection and support to Mark's family and his church. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. All right, Mark, thank you very much. I'll be talking to you soon, I'm sure. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Organic Outreach International's short podcast series on maintaining your outreach focus in the midst of dark distractions. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, I encourage you uh, to take a, a look at what we have online. It's a series of six different episodes talking with pastors about how they're dealing with maintaining a focus on outreach in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Until next time, this is Walt Bennett with Organic Outreach International. Thank you.